Uh, guys, welcome to my back porch. This is our party at the patio season finale, season wrap up, and uh, I'm excited. It, it was a fun season. Yep. So obviously you know this guy over here, Chris Taylor. Hey everybody, but and we so do we need to introduce our film crew, uh, the guys that have made all this possible and uh, made all of our footage uh, for your pleasure. And this is uh, Luke and Adam. There we go. You might Bill notice, Hunter. recognize our hands. Yeah, you might recognize our hands. Showing the drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so film, Hunter, media. Yeah. Got it. Well, why don't we uh, start it off a little bit. I mean, you guys don't have to go into great detail, but let's start off a little bit by you guys telling uh, telling your story, because these guys have never heard it before. Yeah, that's true. Oh, by the way, you guys are going to hear kids <laughs> screaming, time, running man. around, being kids. Yeah. We have one watching us right over here. Uh, we literally are having a party at the patio. This is all of our families getting together, celebrating our first season. How many how many kids do we have here with us tonight? I well, know you got how many? I brought four. I've We've got, got five three. between. Yeah, I got some nine. boys. He's got one boy. Four, nine, 13, 16. Oh, 16. 16 oh. kids okay, here. Okay, so 16 kids here. No, we don't. 16. Matthew, yes, we do. We got a whole. 16 kids, four wives, and a partridge in a pear tree. Classroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's your backyard. We do, man. We could so. field a soccer team <laughs> with backups. We could have two soccer teams. That's true. Nice. Man. In different divisions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they're actually relatively the same age, so it's kind of yeah. fun watching them. Do we have any of them over here oh, yeah, on the trampoline? You. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. yeah are, are you guys yeah, capturing that? The yeah, the camera? Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's man. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, All right, so, so what's the story behind Film Hunter Media? Tell, tell them where you guys came from. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of start it off. We, uh, so my background um, is that right out of college, I was a teacher. And so I taught arts and history classes primarily. And one of the classes that, um, that I taught happened to be a class that was a fine arts class. And so essentially what we did was uh, it was centered mostly around film. And so uh, basically what the class did is each year uh, at the time they would take the whole year and make a feature length film. And so the first oh, wow. semester was kind of <laughs> getting a real general overview of the different kind of segments of filmmaking. And then kids would kind of pick what they want to specialize in. And so we'd have some who, you know, after the first couple months go, hey, I want to, I want to learn the camera, you know, or I want to learn the oh, writing wow. process or whatever it is. And so then the rest of that semester, they kind of do a deep dive learning that stuff and practicing. And then the whole second semester, you're filming and editing. And then at the end of the year, you get a big premiere, and so it's that's an intense. Awesome. That's really cool, dude. That I wish I was part awesome. of your class. No joke. Yeah, but that's it, awesome. It's actually it was actually so much work. They don't do it anymore because it really was like. <laughs> and this is at MCA, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. And it was a senior level class, so on top of your senior year, you're pulling all nighters, doing editing, and mm. I mean, it was it wow, was real dude. work. Um, wow. But a... in that process, and I've always been a film fan, just movies in general, learning the history of it. Um, Behind the scenes. The, yeah, getting yeah. way into directors and like just being a film nerd, then yeah. you kind of pick up enough that a transition into making it isn't yeah. too difficult. You just got to learn the, the technical part of it. And right. so, um, so I kind of learned the technical part of it in order to teach it. 
and uh, in doing that, ended up making uh, videos for friends who have companies or do little, you know, goofy videos or whatever. Um, and then kind of fast forward a little bit, and and videos kind of from that point on was just a side hustle that I was doing. Really, I was doing different jobs. The most recent job uh, that I had was as a landman. Uh, so doing like researching mineral titles and stuff in oil and gas. Right. Nice. And uh, yeah. And still had the video side hustle. And uh, and my vision was I'm gonna do I'm gonna be a landman. That's just what I was gonna do. Well, because you're in West Texas, and right. that's, yeah, that's, that's what you do. It's what you good do. money. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and, money. And it's a way to stay in Midland and Odessa, which is where our family is. It's where we want to be, and so it's it's the primary industry here. Yeah. So we figured if we want to stay here, that's probably the industry we should be looking yeah. at. Yeah. And uh, and then COVID hit, and the the land stuff just kind of stopped. Every all everybody just stopped doing stuff and to ride it out, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, oil went negative in twenty twenty for the first time yeah. ever. For yeah. the first time ever. It was it was like one day. Now 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 just. That, yeah. that, that, I, that, I know that's not a real situation. That was oil futures. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm being a nerd right now but for the for no, the financial industry. It's impossible for a commodity no, to no, actually be negative. negative. Yeah, yeah. Oil es futures especially an energy commodity. Right. I mean, but that's, we that's digress. But keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it made enough people think the sky was falling. Right, right. There's there's semantics, but it was bad. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, uh, what was interesting was. It, immediately the land stuff stops and, and the company was awesome like they were great and they said look we just don't have anything to give you call me we're super cool about it and and said like we'll call you if we get something but you might be looking to do something else in the meantime you know um just kind of give me a heads up like pretty much all of us are having to to scramble and figure this out yep and so we uh at the same time uh the, the different churches and different businesses in town also closed down. Right. And what happened yeah. is they needed content. They wanted to get their content out. They didn't want to just cease all things, but they wanted to put yeah. things in front of people. Yeah. And video was the medium because yeah, everyone you, stuck at home. You couldn't so have that's that when face you became, to face. So that's when you became where I met you as yep. the director. That's right. Yes, yeah. gotcha. And so yeah. we, uh, we just kind of like tripped and fell into full-time video as a in between until land picked back up and and it got to be productive enough and we were staying busy enough that when land did pick up we didn't have time to go do land because we had so many video gigs and okay, so if you don't mind me asking yeah. film hunter media wasn't created at this point no you no. were working for the church on a church salary yes as a part-time uh employee there got it so i was kind of and that was kind of another side hustle um i was helping mm -hmm. them transition because um, that was before doing land stuff, I was working at the church. And so I was still kind of helping them with a few things, had the land stuff and had the video. So it was kind of three part-time gigs. Um, and really land wow, was man. the primary one. But Gotcha. Um, the gig economy and you yeah. epitomize that. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> awesome. especially back then, man. And so, <laughs> so anyway, we, we just like, you know, it's funny, the first like year, year and a half, it felt temporary. <laughs> until one day it was like look we're this like we're doing we're this. doing this full time like yeah it's not like we want to it's like that's what's happening today is we are full-time video and that's when we just kind of committed that okay well we'll commit to this and not worry about 
you know, waiting on something else because the video stuff is fun. It was, um, we were staying really busy. It, it always felt like it was about to leave, about mm. to go away um, because it just kind of came on so fast. Right. Wow. But, okay. Uh, so that that's kind of when uh, we had been doing it like a year, year and a half. And it was more than uh, my wife and I could handle. So it was the two of us. And, and she, she handled a lot of the like, uh, not just administrative, but a lot of the like client interface, mm-hmm. a lot of the phone calls, because I was shooting and editing. Mm-hmm. And so she's really running the business to mm-hmm. a large degree. Right. Um, and, and kind of figuring out the, the money and like kind of financials, logistics, exactly. All the schedule. Things that actually take to run a business. <laughs> You're like, I, I'm yeah. just the worker bee. Yeah. Yeah. She's the queen. That's a great analogy yeah. of it. Yeah. Dude, now, now, most people aren't going to get this first glance what you just said so i really want you to drill down on that okay you're still in your first three years of business right yeah yeah okay tell people what type of okay so you're in your first three years of business but i would not know that by the type of work you're doing and the type of customers you have tell us a little bit not specifics but just tell us some of the work that you guys are doing right sure yeah yeah and it's changed a lot right like we went after different markets and uh and really, at, at any different point in time, I would have told you, like, this is going to be our niche. And then that niche dries up, you know. And so we pivot and try something else. Uh, we one, of, one thing we really kind of chased for a while was real estate. Uh, yep. Doing uh, really sure. yeah, makes sense. in-depth real estate videos, yep. photography, that kind of thing. Especially during COVID. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that, that was really good for a while. And then it kind of all changed a little bit. Um, we struck up an early relationship with the ballet company here in town because they couldn't perform in a studio. Is that the people that do the Nutcracker every yes. year at the Wagner Noel? Right. Ah. So Nutcracker specifically, like that's a big deal for their company, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they couldn't, they couldn't get in the into a venue to do it, and so they called us because I happened to know someone over there, and and they were like, "Hey, is there any way we can do a film version of this?" Um, following COVID protocols and, and get it in front of people. You know, our dancers have been working for so long for this. We really need this as an income stream. It's just a big promotional thing for the company. Dang, man. And man, they put a ton of trust in us because we yeah. hadn't done anything on that scale yet. <laughs> right. And so that was, that, that was kind fire. of a big break. <laughs> it really was. It really was. And that video alone has been what catapulted us into bigger, cooler things just because and what are some of those bigger, cooler things? Yeah, so we've done multiple full-length documentaries at this point. What? Uh, oh, yeah. Anything yeah. we know? Uh, Anything coming to Hulu or... Uh... No, most of it's like uh, PBS-type stuff. Like, okay, And it's yeah, real okay. locally, you know, local West Texas-centric. But okay. um, we're, you know, on a TV show project right now. We just wrapped our first season um, of planning and pre-production for season two. Uh, that one's uh, called awesome. Keeping Good Company. Just kind of a lifestyle craft kind of show, and then I remember um, you tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of awesome podcasts. You know, Mastermind Midland included <laughs> could be on that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, add that to the resume. That's right. Aren't you guys doing like a news thing too, if I'm not mistaken, or did I hear that right? Or are you guys doing like a news show? Uh, we're not currently. Okay. Um, so we, that was a documentary then that correct. I Correct, and, that and we've I, done some nonprofit stuff for different things that were very news related. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We've, uh, we did some work with uh, Protect the Basin, which was like an anti-nuclear dump kind of uh, campaign. That was I know deal. about that. Yeah. There's a CPA on Wall Street. 
Uh, he's one of my client CPAs. Uh, I forget his name, and even that, I'm not going to name drop him here on uh, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if he'd like that. But um, he's made it a point where, like, on his CPA office, as you're driving down Wall Street, you see that no oh, nuclear it. dumping. Yep. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. I don't want that stuff here either, man. Yeah, I was a exactly. nuclear engineer for eight years. I know what the results are of that. <laughs> and low level is not as low as they make it sound. That's true. And, and it's so ambiguous, the language they use. I mean, yeah, it's shady it, stuff. It, it is super shady. Like, yeah. I don't think there's a good answer for it. Like, Probably there's just really not. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's people that know, that are way above my pay grade in that, that probably know safe ways to store it. But sure. I don't want it in my ground in my neighborhood. I'll yes. put it that way. Like, it's just like, crazy they're in the store. place where the coyotes don't even live. And right. Yeah. There. Like, there's those places in the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. Like... And, and nuclear waste is an issue. It's not a huge one, but I mean, it does. You have to do something with it, right. and it takes forever to dissipate to nothing. Well, yeah. and there's a huge uh, financial incentive. Um, Just so you all know, we have a volleyball game going on <laughs> next to us right now. As long as I hit a camera, we're in good shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, for kind of fast forward, like I bet it was we were about a year and a half to two years full time, and I was drowning. Um, just okay. with the amount of work that we were getting. Good problem to have. Right. No, yeah. I loved it, but I didn't know what to do. Right. And so actually I needed equipment. And so that's when I called Adam, who oh, I knew great from high transition. school. Yeah. Great so, transition. Yeah. So where, you where do you come in yeah. the picture, Adam? Yeah, well, so for me, I've always loved telling stories. Uh, and that really grew into film. That was kind of, I was that kid mimicking jackass making videos in the backyard right hurting myself uh just for a laugh just for a view um and uh yeah so that that just kept going i can't picture it can you oh man i'll dig up some videos for you it's, it's, yeah it's bad uh yeah yeah so i mean for me like uh my parents fortunately uh, we're really supportive when most parents are like, no, you need to be an engineer or whatever around here. Especially, Especially Jack if, has yeah. yeah, but they're like, I mean, you're willing to I've do it. Go for it. Yeah. Number yes. 16, yeah. whatever they're on right now. Yeah. yeah. We got insurance. It's okay. Have fun, yeah. son. So they, they supported me. They're like, hey, I mean, oh, if that's something you're really interested in, go for it. So I uh, went uh, to college and, and actually graduated from North Texas. Um, with a film degree and wow. uh, uh, really didn't really know kind of what that meant after I graduated. Uh, I, did sure. a, I, I did a bad job. I, I'm kind of an introvert by nature anyways. And, and so um, I went to Texas Tech for two, the first two years to get my, uh, you know, the normal stuff out of the way before I gra uh, transferred. And I had lots of friends and family there. When I went to North Texas, it was just me my junior year. And then I got married and then it was me and my wife my senior year. And so really it was just me, classes, and that was, I would come back and just hang out with my wife. And so okay. uh, it was, it was, there wasn't much of a community after I graduated. And so it was like, well, I don't know what to do. And at that right. time, Especially uh, in West Texas. Like, absolutely. How I mean, all my connections are here, here and, and, <laughs> and no one's doing anything here. like no that No one here. does that no. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, I mean, people didn't even, yeah. 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 even really start <laughs> advertising and marketing here until COVID because absolutely. even though we've got a pretty good sized town, like everybody knows everybody. Everything operates off of a referral. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Up yeah. until recently, like... Yeah. Because they had to find an alternative because that that didn't work in 
in a COVID world. Yeah. So what oh, year yeah. was this, Adam? So 2009. The yeah. summer oh, okay. of 2009. And, and really, it was a bad time to get out of college, oh, that's too. A rough time. I got out of the Navy shortly after. Man. The economy was terrible oh, back then. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, Getting a job at Whataburger was yeah, rough. I, I mean, <laughs> I, there in Denton, because it's so saturated with college-age people, young people in general, there's not very many older people living in that area. And so I couldn't get a job at Walmart. I applied there. I applied like at fast food restaurants. I applied at Chili's. Denton, and, they Texas. Were, and they were telling wow. me, how much experience do you have? And I said, I want to do dishes or what, like whatever. <laughs> and they're like, well, we got a list of people with years of experience that want what you that and so yeah. my wife and i well, went, you get to pay me less because yeah. i don't have experience yeah. i just want yeah. to watch dishes I, I was willing to do anything and so my wife and i we worked at a uh a retirement home oh wow uh, wow because that's the only job we could get cnas as cnas oh my um, wife got her cna okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so we did that that's, for a year a making it started rough. out at seven dollars an hour you couldn't pay that, that's exactly uh, what she started off and at. Yeah. by the time we were done like, after a year i think we were at <laughs> eight fifty or something but it really i mean it was very hard work. I got lots of gross stories. Yeah, uh, you literally do. It's crazy. You literally do the shit work for absolutely. All oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's when I say that, that nobody literally, else wants to do. I mean, yeah. The stuff, yeah, you just can't even imagine. And so we did that for a year, and then my wife got a call from someone here in town that said, "Hey, we need someone to come like help our office out. Uh, we heard good things about you. Would you like that?" And it was like, I don't have a job. Um, you know that I want to keep working, yeah. uh, and didn't. I, I mean, it was like, all right, we go to California and just try. Yeah, or we'll we have we do. have money there. We have family there. Why not? Let's try it there. And, I, and in my mind, it was, I feel like I can tell stories anywhere, and eventually I'll figure out what that looks like and it's going to be. And so sure, we nice. moved to Midland, and I bounced around from what substitute year? teaching. So that was. The latter part of 2009. Okay. Okay. So this um, is all in like the. Yeah, okay. it happened pretty fast. So yeah, we we moved 2009, 2010, I guess. Um, I'm substitute teaching. I was on a crew that was flipping houses, and That's I didn't cool. know what to. I was just doing whatever they said and hoping I didn't kill myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were flipping. I was flipping They're like, houses. Yay, demolition. These yeah. are the They're like, up. hey, <laughs> make that wall gone. And these <laughs> are your lean years. These yeah. are the years of Absolutely. uncertainty. Absolutely. And, yeah. Just yeah, doing yeah. whatever to, to, to survive. And uh, and then I ended up doing, uh, which still it's weird to think that I did this for a living. I ended up teaching sex ed for years. Um, and that was, Whoa. yeah. So hey, did you do it with of, Kevin Dawson? I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Dawson, yeah. So I don't know who told me that, yeah, but someone told absolutely, me that. Absolutely, okay. yeah, yeah. So we worked together in that. Um, yeah, so we have some fun stories there as well. Oh man, um, that's doing great. that, and, and so really, it was just you know the way I looked at it is I'm gonna write on the side because that's that's a big passion of mine. So I can still create stories and. Maybe one day it'll see an audience. Maybe it won't. But I'm gonna at least pour into this and then do what I can to make love it, man. Um, money yeah. for my family. And um, so, how did you get? Okay, I know I'm yeah. fast forwarding. No, yeah. So, Wait, this, so he was teaching at MCA, right? You he, were teaching at MCA. So he leaves MCA, okay, um, to go do so church. church. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so now we're 2020. 
No, we're we're like more. Oh, it's been a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I taught. I, I worked at the church for about five years, I think. So that really? Was, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I taught at MCA for eight years. So they called me wow. when he left and yeah. said, "Hey, we need someone to teach this movie class. Like nice. you like that stuff, and you've been working with students. I'll be at teaching about sex, but you've been working <laughs> with students and and youth ministry and all that stuff. So." Why don't you come do that? And so I jumped at it because I was like, finally, I get to touch a camera and get paid. I get to hang out with like students and talk about stuff I love. And so did that for a a long time. Because the birds Uh, and the bees were getting old. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) There's only so many times you can you can give the same presentation and get asked the same awkward questions from a junior high boy that. You're just like, yeah, I'll I'll pass it on to someone else. You have successfully picked careers, though. That, that give you the best stories. Oh, well, I ain't got lots of stories. Like, it's nothing but material for films, right? That's, like, that's true. It's so true. we can film a backstage podcast. That's, true. that's yeah. why you have those stories. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I can talk about things I never planned on talking about for the world to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so before you so, go to so before you go to MCA, in the spirit of that, give us yeah. the most awkward sex ed story that you yeah, have. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you're a storyteller. Tell us a story. That's man. a big question. Uh, <laughs> Well, it just a really high good school. story. All right, so here's a Well, we we taught a program that was a not. It didn't touch on sex. It was all about like values and relationships. Oh, like, okay. Just being a good person. We taught that from uh, third grade, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Okay, but and, not touching and, and the sex nothing part. Nothing about okay, sex. Okay, okay, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, so this gotcha. was just like here's what a value is and just oh, teaching nice. like okay here's okay, personal you know, value yeah, how you yeah, respect yeah. other people so we started yeah, sex talk in sixth grade yeah, it's tied together um, but and that was a very yeah very light form was like here's the body parts was <laughs> sixth grade pretty much <laughs> got and, it got hey, it sex isn't a bad word teaching kids that which is okay. uh, a whole got thing mm-hmm. but yeah so the craziest story really would probably be in sixth grade uh a sixth grade class um I walked in to teach and like, I mean, you really don't know what to expect every time. And so I'm setting up, we have a slide presentation that we do and and like, I've done it for at this point for a long time. So I have it down and I got my jokes and all this stuff and I'm just ready to roll. And the teacher comes up right as the class is coming in and all the students and boy, it's all boys in sixth grade. They're coming in to sit down, like 30 of them. And the teacher goes, hey, by the way, one of the, one of the students already has a kid and then goes to their desk and sits down. (laughs) And I was How like, old are you in sixth grade again? Twelve. I mean, tw- yeah, my yeah. my son's yeah, my in sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah, She's 11, twelve. Twelve. 12. Yeah. yeah. And so the teacher is didn't give possible? me any more. I at this point I'm yes, like, oh possible. my gosh, teach me sex ed, teacher. Yeah. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's possible. <laughs> wow. Um, so I like it took me a while to get into the groove on even teaching this, and at the same time realizing like this is weird because one student in here is like, That's yeah, I kid. know this. And, 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 you know, to make it short, the class leaves and the boy who is the father stays behind and just wants to sit down and talk with me because he hasn't had anyone who's been blunt about this stuff, who's just cared about him as a person. Wow, and man. And he's like, man, I saw it in movies from a young age. I just thought that's what you're supposed to do to be cool. And so he did it with a girl and she got pregnant. And as a sixth grade boy, he now has a kid. That's unreal. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, that is a crazy well, story. I mean, yeah, so I guess yeah. it was fifth grade when actually That's a reality conceived. for a lot of people right. now. Like, Absolutely. That, that's become, yes, Sadly. more and more. Well, you got to think, like, 
I'm not. I'm not a dietitian or a nutrition expert, but like, there's a lot of evidence that supports a lot of our American diet is causing puberty to happen earlier and earlier and earlier. And I know within my family of nieces and nephews, we're talking like eight, nine years old. Puberty's hitting no for way. real. I'm serious. No way. One hundred percent. And so, wow. if puberty's hitting at that age, then that means that fathering or mothering a child's possible by yep. age ten in a lot of households in America today, like, and that's I a know, real issue. I know back on the frontier age, they would get married at 13. So, yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a rocky one, but it turned out to be really cool. I mean, I was okay. able to... I stayed in touch with that kid for a little while, just talking him through things, encouraging him. So, it, it was cool, but it's I mean... It's unreal, man. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a wild ride. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, so, okay, so you get into MCA, you get into yeah, film class, I do that you left... Yeah, right. and then You're he shows the up okay. uh, one day and is like, hey, can I borrow some equipment? And and this year was a year, because it is so hard, sometimes seniors were like, no, nah, it's not doing that. So they get to choose yeah. whether, like, out of, you know, however many classes, I want to take these. And so if the class doesn't get enough people to choose it, it doesn't make and you don't do it that year. Yeah. Okay. How yeah. the do you not have seniors who want to sign up for this dude, class? That's what a lot but of really seniors who take the class I, are seriously. like, dude. Why don't you do it? It's so like I still like I still take trips with some of the guys that were seniors years ago that we made movies with, and now we're like friends, and we still hang. I just because it's a full time job. You're signing up for a yeah. Like, I don't know job. many many it's crazy. high school kids at any grade level that are that committed to it's create a full length film. Yeah, like, it's definitely changed. Today. Okay, but yeah. what I'm getting is that you can do that or math class. Well, right, like, you how get to do you not have yeah, a math class? You class. can do you can do two hours and be done. The yep. other one, it might be all Saturday. Film. We're not sleeping. Oh, I see we're what gonna, you're saying. We're going up to a tremendous cabin. Tremendous amount of work. You know, it's, it's a, a full-time yeah. job yeah. after school. That's right. Yeah, yeah it's, I yeah. mean, it's it's rough. Yeah. Um, the kids that are, I mean, I it's like, you never ran into a kid that said, I wish I did it. I totally would have been that kid that signed on to your class. Oh, yeah. It's a blast. I would have loved it. Yeah. But there was a year, so there was a year we didn't, we weren't doing anything, and Luke needed equipment, and I was like, man, Take it. Like it's sitting in my office. You can use it. Do it. I don't I don't yeah. care. Just go use it. And uh as we we're, you know, uh, exchanging equipment and stuff, we just started talking and we ended up going to uh eat lunch and kept talking more and he found out like I was really into stuff, which we knew each other in high school. Um we just never were that close. Right. And uh and so we found and where out where did you both go to high school? At MCA. MCA. At MCA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. MCA. <laughs> a year apart. Yeah, a year yeah. apart. You're a year ahead of me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we just found out we we had very similar interests. Um, I was in a spot where um, I needed to transition and, and really I was I was tired of just going. Man, I I want to do something in film. Maybe that opportunity will come at some point. And it was like, no, I'm I'm gonna do something like. I already had made up my mind this that was gonna be my last year of teaching and stuff and I had already started you know looking out and trying to think of what does that look like we my wife and I talked about moving all the stuff wow dude. and then we had this conversation that was wow. absolutely a god conversation wow. where, yeah he was like dude wow. I need work and like, I'm underwater yeah and I'm like because you've got so much work right? oh absolutely and it's like do you want to do any of this and clearly Adam was like like more than are you serious uh oh Hey, we made it this far before the first hurt. 
Hey, Webb. Webb. Is that Jacob crying? Which one? Oh, that's not Webb. Jacob. <laughs> Boy, it's always you. Go inside. Go inside. Well, stop crying. I'm not bleeding. But I'm not bleeding. <laughs> I don't need to go inside. Boy. Boy, look at me. If you're going to cry, I'm not go inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. If I, I can't that. cry outside, where can I cry? <laughs> I'm not bleeding. That's All awesome. Right. We're good. It's my son, yeah. and he's fine. But yeah, right. it, it was it you know perfect timing on all fronts, and just that's how the ladies left us. I think they're hanging out inside. <laughs> yeah. They're straight yeah, they're up now. We're yeah. filming a podcast. Yeah, we got kids <laughs> swinging from the ceiling. Yeah. Kids that are not bleeding, crying on the trampoline. Yeah. And the girls are inside, probably finishing off the whiskey. Yep. <laughs> it just proves. The guys are fine. They're out there doing their podcast. It just proves they're smarter than us. Yeah. Right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Guys, what an yeah. awesome story. So yeah. now you guys know about Film Hunter Media. Yeah, that's our story. And how right? this yeah. came about. This is so awesome. And yep. uh, what a great first season. I mean, it, it, it's an amazing partnership with you guys. Mm. Chris and yeah. I couldn't even it's think been a of, lot of fun. better partners, seriously. Mm. Seriously. Thanks, yeah, I've worked with a lot of different media companies in, in West Texas, and like I, I really appreciate the work that you guys do. I mean, y'all yeah. are super dedicated. You can tell you love what you do. Y'all are both incredibly skilled. Like, I think that just the the outcome that we've seen from the episodes that you've already produced are just next level. I mean, they are truly professional grade. And uh, I think our audience will see that for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, and so, so we're, we're truly blessed to have y'all as part of this journey with us, for sure. So that's the perfect segue to where I want to go with All this right, backstage special. But before we do, it wouldn't be an episode of uh, Mastermind Midland. Um, bourbon business and barbecue right yeah if we didn't talk about what we were drinking and so tonight uh, uh you guys brought the barbecue and you guys brought the bourbon so tell the audience a little bit about what we ate and what we're drinking in our red solo cups right now yeah so yeah we figured you guys have been feeding us and and creating such awesome goodies for us it was like well this is one opportunity we can maybe give back a little bit um so uh, so tonight we had uh, just old school Texas pulled pork, and just, it was so good. It turned out pretty good. That barbecue was sauce, what, what? That was homemade, right? Yeah, it's yes. dirty. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, so we what refined was that? that in, man. So we call it hog sauce. Um, okay. And it it was birthed out of two different things. One was um, researching uh, Franklin's barbecue. And, and going through all of his sauce recipes and kind of figuring out what we liked in those. Um, and then we ate at a place, we actually went to Franklin's one day in Austin, and they were out of food, which happens. And then up the road a little ways was another place called Micklethwaite Craft Meats. Wow. It was a little trailer, I don't know if it still is or not, but, um, and, and they had the best barbecue sauce I've ever had, which in Texas, the rule is you, you shouldn't need barbecue sauce, right? Right, exactly. And, but I love yeah. barbecue sauce. I do and too. I love barbecue sauce. And, yeah. and I love meat that doesn't need it. Yeah. yeah. And then oh, you yeah. add really good barbecue yeah. sauce, right? That's my go-to. So, so Micklethwaite's, it was, uh, our sauce is totally just us trying to taste their sauce and re-engineer it. And, the reverse uh, engineering. Yeah. Got it. All yeah, right. So All we, right. uh, 
So it's, can you tell us what's in the sauce, or is that a... Or, yeah, I mean, or it's... Or is that a secret? Do you have it's, to kill it's, us There's the really nothing, like, ridiculous in it. I mean, it's you're okay. talking... It's kind of an equal parts ketchup and mustard sauce. Okay. Um, and then a lot of vinegar. And so... Right. I taste the vinegar, for yeah. sure. See, yeah. and, but, and that, like, but that made it yummy. Oh, yeah. And mm. it's so, so strange. Like, I love what you guys did, like, tonight. But being a man of the world like I am, like, y'all nailed the Carolina flavor. Oh, thanks, man. I, I mean, love that Carolina was Carolina. That it was tangy. I mean, it North was Carolina, the for sure. Carolina yeah, for sure. pulled pork sandwiches. I mean, yeah. the slaw was yeah. perfect. Yeah. Right on top of the pulled pork yeah. with right. your sauce. Like, yeah. I would rather eat y'all's than any barbecue I've ever had anywhere in either one of the Carolinas. Oh, wow, man. Like, Thank it was you. really that good. That was good, dude. But it, it captured that essence perfectly, and that makes sense because that yeah. – Carolina is really a strong mustard base. Right. Yeah. And and so yeah, when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's that's exactly Absolutely. what it is. Yeah. yeah. And so it's it's you know that's what's forward is uh, white vinegar, ketchup, uh, apple cider vinegar, um, and uh, and mustard. And then there's like some uh, Worcestershire brown sugar. It's pretty light on both of those. And right. then some salt, pepper, and. Uh, we use a Cholula hot sauce as another vinegar hit. So there's like four things that are <laughs> oh, pretty wow, vinegar heavy, but you know, but it's not overbearing. It's not no, overbearing it at doesn't, all. It doesn't just yeah. smack you in the face like a lot of the vinegar. Yeah, you dialed in. Do. You've 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 dialed in the percentages perfect. It's very, Thanks, very yeah. well balanced. Yeah, we're really proud of that sauce. So I'm you glad should you guys be, like man. It. Like, it's, it's not traditional <laughs> Texas. So if you all so fail in film, I'm telling you. Well, we and and you know we pair it with the. The pulled pork is like straight out of the old school Texas um, yeah. playbook. It's salt, pepper, right. and post oak. Oh wow! Okay, and you get out of the way, man, and you just let let the smoke do. So the thing. tell everyone what we're drinking. Yeah, you yeah, to it's uh, just honey crisp uh, apple cider and yeah. some fresh sliced apples, some cinnamon sticks, and then and what was your guys' bourbon selection for uh, tonight? Oh man, I should have brought the bottles out. Cooper's Town, I think, was the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys got like three of them going on in there. So I'm, I'm a guy. I can never make up my mind. Like I I have some go-to's, but I mean, I like trying new stuff all the time. So same way. When I went to the store, I was like, ooh, that one just won awards, and I've never tried it. That one won awards. I'll grab those. And so, yeah, uh, just grabbed a couple different. uh, One is uh, I'll have to. Figure out. I think that might be the Cooperstown. I think that maybe. was what it's yeah, Cooperstown. Yeah, the one we're drinking right now is straight from New York State, and I've never okay. had bourbon from New York State before. Yeah, there you go. One, yeah. one says yeah. it's crafted in Big Spring, but I, I Big Spring, Texas? don't know what yeah, that means. Which is like 45 I don't know what the crafted what, what yeah. the crafted part what? means. It's, but it's crazy because uh, that's not what Big Spring is known for. I, no. <laughs> no, I tried a little bit of it straight up, and it really gives me some strong Canadian whiskey accents. It's true. Yeah. Like. It, it tastes like any Canadian whiskey I've ever had. Like no. it doesn't. It doesn't make me think of yeah. a bourbon. It makes me think of a Canadian whiskey. Yeah. I love the apple cider and all that. This really feels like a fall drink. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Well, and it yeah. just pairs with pork really well. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah that sure too. Because apples and pork. I when, mean, you see that in every oh, yeah. like medieval movie. The pig oh, yeah. with the <laughs> apple in its mouth. <laughs> That's stuff. what we had tonight. Bam. We had the pig oh, with the apple. In. Thank you, my oh, son. Oh, there he is. Hey, we have an assistant. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> we have an assistant. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. And make sure you get the tips. So timber <laughs> Yeah. Timbercraft is our uh our one that is crafted in Big Spring. Yep. I don't I don't know what we're crafting is. Oh absolutely. There. Oh let me try some of that. I don't trust myself pouring it with a with another there one in hand. Yeah man. Tell awesome. me. Good? Yeah, that's All good. Right. It's good stuff. 
Yeah, it's it's really not bad. I would like to point out that one's also there really are a lot good. more people drinking than just says four. I think those ladies I hit the so. bottle, dude. Because that bottle, <laughs> it's going fast. <laughs> yeah, the Cooperstown's really good. It I think good. it goes really well with the apple cider because mm. it's really got a lot of strong, sweet overtones in that bottle. Absolutely. Yeah, that one did for that sure. That one does. I yeah. mean, you can smell the sweetness as soon as you pop yeah. the top. Mm. And both of these are mid-level bottles to buy right now. And, and I would not be surprised if they're not going to be very long. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, stuff. the cinnamon sticks and the apple, yeah. that's a winning combination. Yeah. Which is, I think the cinnamon stick, that I, I can't remember which uh, podcast it was that you made the I think it was episode three. Was it? And was it that was with the pork? The, I, we did it with the pork. That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we so, did. Yeah, because we had the maple flavoring with the pork. Yeah, yeah. Maple, uh, Ooh, I made those yeah. Smoky Mountain Sunrise. Yeah, yeah, Smoky Mountain Sunrise. The pig that tried those to kill you. Those were the strongest and tastiest <laughs> drinks. Well, the the, with, the bourbon I chose was 136 yeah. proof. <laughs> it wasn't was that around. the uh, <laughs> Rockstar bourbon? Uh, yeah, yeah, that Bob was Dillon, Heaven's Door. Bob Dillon. Dillon. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the Heaven's Door bourbon, yeah. and it was 136 proof, and <laughs> it was the biggest creeper, strong bourbon, oh, best tasting, yeah. messy. Did I get wasted in that episode? I wasted on that <laughs> Likely. episode. Like, <laughs> I think I turned to the camera, and I was like, I'm totally buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the one everyone's thinking now is, was that one out of focus a little bit? It's like, because we're behind Maybe. the camera. So. Well, um, I totally don't remember what we talked about in episode three. Yeah. That might be because of the bourbon. Bourbon business and barbecue. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. why we record them. You can always go about the back. primary operating principle, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, hey, guys. Um, right now, as we film this, uh, we don't technically have an audience. We're mm. about ready to launch. Yeah. yeah we just true. had our business meeting over coffee yesterday, which I can't wait to talk about. Yeah. Um, yesterday where we talked about uh, the launch phase and you guys are just ramping up. We're actually, if you're watching this, we're at the phase right now where we're beginning distribution. Yeah, we've got one episode out on, on YouTube and the podcast channel. Social and media pages are getting launched. Yeah. Websites getting yeah. launched. Uh, landing pages are getting launched. All of that. You guys are technically our audience. You guys are who mm -hmm. we're speaking to. Yep. Um, give us your feedback. What were your guys' thoughts about episode or yeah, uh, about mean, season one? Y'all are small episode business one owners, six, and, and y'all are starting yeah. up in this post-COVID world. Um, and everybody, as you talk about, a lot of things have changed. Like that yep. created a lot of opportunity for y'all specifically. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're wow. we're just really curious, like. The impact that just filming and being part of our podcast has had on you as individuals and business owners. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, what what comes to mind, you know, uh, the way we filmed everything, um, we we essentially, I mean, pretty consistently, it was like once a week we were filming an episode, right? Um, right, right. With, with a few yeah. exceptions, but um, it, it was interesting how, like, when we. Uh, kind of signed on with the project we we weren't necessarily aware of the full scope of what you guys would be talking about right it was much more of this is kind of the format this is kind of the yeah. logistics um you know we kind of got all the information we needed in order to film but the content was pretty new for us as you guys were sharing it for the most part yeah um we kind of knew a general awesome. direction but very awesome. very general right yeah. and yeah. so uh after every episode, it would spark some really interesting conversations that um, 
that I think, uh, you know, we're, we're in a phase of business that we, I think it, it's hard for us to necessarily step back and think big picture about our business because, you know, we do get very wrapped up in the day-to-day. -day. You're, you're in the just, trenches all right, the, the time. Trenches. Because yeah. it's such a work-intensive industry right. where... Like, yeah, I mean, all of us, like what we see is is you're you're out there setting up and then you're with us four hours, but <clears throat> we don't see the 40 hours of work that goes in afterwards. Sure. Yeah. And your guys' stage of the business is where we were talking. Right now, what you guys are going through is what Chris and I went through. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm actually curious, what did you guys think about those conversations yeah. that we had on those episodes in relation to where you're at now to where you want to be? Yeah, yeah, just kind of a peek into the conversations y'all had. I know, I totally. like, I know we had a lot of what we call debriefs, where yeah. where we we uh, we well, sat someone down. had to eat the food. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we ate all the food that I prepared That's and right. and, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and all that, and we had some really fun debriefs and kind of talked about the episodes and stuff. And yeah. so we've got a little bit of insight, but I know that some of the conversations like or something that you had to simmer on that like. Yeah. Face value seems really obvious, um, but after you sat and thought about it and really made it relevant to your your life and your scope of business, you're like, wow, there's there's some profoundness to this that's yeah. really useful. And yeah. uh, so I'm kind of curious in the the conversations we didn't get to see yeah. a part of. Yeah, I think a, a lot of for me personally, just getting some vocabulary, right? Like even okay. just like organizing. Um, the way you guys set up the, the priorities of uh, relationships, assets, and revenue, mm. you know, it's just good for us to think about. Like, what that does that my business, look yeah. like in our business, right? Like, we obviously have assets and all this equipment. We've got, you know, like our, our particular industry, uh, you know, I, I see a lot like the automotive industry where the tools in order to do it. You make such an investment, oh my and, gosh, yeah. and, oh, and yeah. then you and those gotta, are tough decisions. Yeah, yeah. because some, mm. uh, like like just like us, like the equipment's so expensive. Right. Like it's nothing to drop twenty grand on a piece of equipment, mm -hmm. and that's just a piece. It's right. like cool that fixes this problem I had and makes this better. Right, but now this is subpar. Yeah. And, and you end up daisy chaining that, and then you gotta look at your financials and try and figure out where we can budget this in to where we can level up our, our actual game which we can change our rate of service because now we offer a better quality right uh, service and things like that so yeah that's right. a huge piece of when it when you're always balancing that like what what solves the issue today but what's going to solve the issue a year from now right, right. and um how much can i invest in a year from now today um and you know i can get the piece of equipment i need today but then am I just gonna have to buy something else? Right. You know, yeah. for the next thing. So, um No, it's okay. Matthew. Okay, we're good. Uh, <laughs> Matthew so being so Matthew. I do think like it, it was really good just to we just hadn't necessarily talked about where where do we you know, it's almost like we're looking at it how we're operating because we're operating just kind of by the seat of our pants. And so the a lot of the conversations were like, okay. A, what do we think about how these guys are prioritizing these categories, right? And then, where are we just de facto prioritizing these three things today? Because mm. we just haven't thought about it. You know, it's like, yeah. we're trying to do all these things at the same time. And so, um, and, and I think it was pretty quick that we were like, well, with no customers, who cares how much stuff you've got? 
and how much money you're bringing in today. Oh wow! Because yeah, without yeah, yeah, yeah. without the people, yeah. Yeah. like it, it's all gone. Right. You know, it's like you've got a storage shed worth worth of you know awesome film gear that nobody wants you to use. And right. so it, it made perfect sense pretty early on to us that like this idea of putting those relationships first um, is a really healthy way to run a business. So I got some follow up questions. You mind if I roll with it? How about it, man? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what shifts? If any, did you guys make during the filming of the filming of the podcast as yeah. you're hearing this information? Yeah. Uh, did you guys make any shifts at all? Even if it's not in the execution of your business, sure. just in the way that you were thinking about the relationship right. with your customers. Let's be honest, clients. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. How would you I, like I think. I mean, there's there's already some ways that some of the ideas of vocabulary has kind of worked their way into our. Uh, business meetings and in just like Luke's saying like our looking at the future is like all right right now we are up to our ears and work so it's either you know do that and don't expand and you know wear ourselves out or do you know at what point do we you know hire outside help what point do we try to delegate some of this stuff and and, and like he was talking about with equipment, we look at it and go, all right, we could buy a, you know, $3,000 camera that will get the job done and does a lot of what we want. But really the main one we like using is six. And so do we go ahead and get that one? Cause it's cheaper and we can get two or do we go, no, we're going to get the six and then we're going to build up towards that other one and have what we actually want. And so just kind of working those things out of like what what makes sense monetarily and, and, and everything. And then, so that's kind of more asset stuff. But then even with our, our customers, uh, our, our clients, I mean, there's times where um, something by no fault of their own changes on their part. And we find ourselves either having to ask them for more money or going, that's stupid. We can eat that and keep the relationship. And and it looks good on us okay yeah and and, yeah. and it doesn't it, it's not like we're trying to be petty with someone or be like hey man that costs us an extra you know whatever and it's going you know what this person we care a lot about them we have a good relationship with them we have uh you know income from them do we really think it's worth putting that you know in jeopardy because of this or that and, and a lot of the times it's like no and and in fact we found ourselves sometimes going like man let we can do that and it won't be that hard and it won't take that much time and to them it might be a big deal to us it's not and yeah we could charge normal or we could just you know whatever just give it as a gift kind of thing and and those little things just to, just to really make that. a difference right. absolutely yeah. that's the, the primary the operating principle it's the right. relationship yeah. folks right? when at the end of the day yeah. we, we can make decisions based on and, and and i would say this is one way that that it gave us language to what we already value right mm. like i think yeah. okay awesome. i think in a lot of ways awesome. we did yeah. operate yeah relationships first yeah. in I, many I think you guys did naturally but yeah. it, it put it in terms that were recognizable right. and it made it a really conscious intentional act instead of something that was just happening right well and it makes decisions easier it does because by having it lined out like that you, you've got yeah. this 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 uh weight to to scale everything against right. and say you know what does this 
Does this match what we're trying to right. achieve? Yeah. Or is this outside of that? And, and you can weigh everything against it yeah. and, and say, and it's, it's quick, it's go or no yeah. go. There's no gray area. It's like, this is either what I'm for or it's not. And right. if it's yeah. not, I'm not gonna do it if it is. Now, I love that you brought that up. Let me ask you this, uh, because it sounds like y'all encountered some specific scenarios within your business that you consciously made those decisions um, and, and walk through that process. Did you struggle with it? Did you second guess yourself after you made the call and say, man, is, was that the right decision? Should, should we have done that? Is this actually the right way? Or did you just go in and, and it was really easy for you? Cause I, I know what the answer was for me yeah. and I still yeah. second guess myself sometimes, yeah. but it, I weigh the scales and I know the answer, right. but it doesn't always feel good for me. So my question yeah. is, does it feel good to you guys every time? Or is it something that you have a little bit of an internal battle with? Yeah, I would say uh, one, one. Matthew, hey, Matthew, you do not need what? to be so loud, please. It's not necessary. You can have fun, but you don't have to be so loud. Again, we're on my back porch. Yes, that's yes. right. <laughs> yeah. So I would say I, I feel really fortunate that I'm not having to make those decisions myself by myself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I am one third of Film Hunter Media. Adam is one third of Film Hunter Media. My wife Lee is one third of Film yeah. Hunter Media. We all have an equal say in what when we encounter one of those decisions. Right. And and what's interesting is some of them take a lot of conversation. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and they are really, at times I would say they're easy and at other times they're really difficult. And, yeah. and I would say even in the past two weeks, we've had both of those situations, yeah. you know, to where it was like, okay, do we sacrifice this revenue for this relationship? Um, you know, we, and again, we would have never framed it that way prior to doing no. this podcast. Yeah. But but yeah. we still would have been battling this dilemma, right? Yeah. Right. Of, it's the correlation. It's not that you lose anything. It's right. understanding that you're buying relational capital. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or you you choose the finances, and if you lose a relationship, you go okay. Well, that's that was a relationship yeah. worth losing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And, and at the end of the day, you know, it's there are probably situations that either decision might be the right one you know right but, but for Interesting. us it was pretty clear um here recently you know to to answer your question on some pretty specific instances that um the relationships that we had monetarily were way more valuable than this singular instance where mm -hmm. we might take a hit on revenue but the hit we're taking pales in comparison it's negligible yeah yeah to, to what this relationship has yeah. meant to us financially being one of those ways, but just, you know, building something cool with, with people that you enjoy working alongside and, and neat, feeling man. like you're part of something, neat. right? And, and you want, we want to keep being a part of it, you know, yeah, want to keep doing it. And I mean, like, like y'all said earlier, I mean, we're in this, not all economies are like Midland where it's a lot of relationship based. And so almost probably all of our clients actually are because someone talked about us to someone else yep. or because they know us personally. And so, I mean, it, it's it's been very easy to make those decisions and going, you know, gosh, you know, you screw over one person and everyone in town is going to know it. Yeah. And, and, and your videos it's can be the it. best. Yeah. It does not matter. And, and our, our... Well, that's interesting. Let me challenge that idea. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. this is Midland Odessa and you brought up in a prior point. This is 
Menlo Odessa. It's not like mm -hmm. this is Hollywood. Right. So, um, you really don't have competition. We, we have Who else is doing this besides you guys here in yep. one of the most lucrative, I mean, 80% of energy is um, produced in the Permian Basin. Yep. Do you guys have competition in the actual media production space? We do. Um, it is limited. Like, compared to when you take a, a city the size of Midland, and, and if you include Odessa, right, the Permian Basin, you mm -hmm. take the size of the Permian Basin, the amount of businesses and money that's here, um, compared to other places about the same size, the, the competition is way less, mm -hmm. it seems, than those other markets. That's what I would yeah, think. Right. So, okay, so all I'm doing by pushing no, yeah. back on that is yeah. saying, hey, if you did screw someone over, you would have a whole line of people that would be ready to take their place, right? So why do you care? Well, hey, so again, I, I'm playing devil's advocate. No, no, I don't good. really it's believe good. that. It's right? good. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, I, you won't hurt ourselves. No, right. what's, what's <laughs> I'll tell you what immediately comes to mind is that some of the projects that we are lucky enough to get to do mm. um, don't have to be done. Um, and if and if we're hard to work with, and if we're jerks, um, then it's easy for our, that client to say, "Well, I don't need the video that bad." It's, it's not a half-to yeah. video. It's right. a. It's. I'm passionate about this. I want to make this. But you I guys want to do a lot of passion projects. Absolutely. Oh, we do. Yeah. yeah. And do. let's be honest, what we're doing right here. This is a passion. This is a passion project. project. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your niche. Yeah, yeah. To Your niche is passion Absolutely. projects. Okay. Yeah, and and I think whoa, <laughs> that bug just went that right in your right eyeball, <laughs> dude. I saw that. <laughs> head go, down. Where? Head down. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, I also think that, and I think it's a credit to the area that that people just care more about the experience a lot of the times and you guys talk about this the experience yes. being such yes. a big deal that's become so profound since 2020 yeah. Yeah. and that's i think that people are so deprived of relationships from right. isolation um and like something that i've been pondering a lot like just in the last month and i want to highlight it i know i know she's spinning so fast and she's on her phone at the same time <laughs> Good that's job. not going to end well. <laughs> Super high. That's the Look one of yours. That, yeah, so that's uh, that's your daughter right there. Does yep. she like roller coasters? Uh, she likes everything that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so anyway, what I was saying is like isolation. Like I've been p pondering that a lot lately um, yeah. for a number of different reasons. And I came with this really ob obvious uh, definition of what it is um, that's so obvious that I think it's overlooked hmm. is that isolation is a result of lack of activity and, and that's that's universal so hmm. I mean it doesn't matter whether you're talking about um, a husband and wife scenario if y'all aren't engaging in something meaningful then you will isolate from each mm -hmm. other mm -hmm. if you are uh not engaging in in public interaction then you're isolated from the public uh even spiritually if you isolate yourself from prayer and scripture then you're isolating yourself from god yeah and and that yeah. um that isolation Seems a pretty universal principle yeah it, it is such yeah. a universal principle but i think it's overlooked because it's so obvious mm. 
And I think that people felt that during COVID, but they couldn't recognize it for what it was yeah. and why they felt this longing and this isolation, this depression, this anxiety and all these feelings mm-hmm. was due to this lack of activity that they're used to engaging in. And it created this isolationism yeah. that that I think created this really strong craving for relationship. Yeah. That that makes it such a fundamental and important yeah, part of wow. business moving forward. Wow. Um, because they've experienced it at the highest level. Yep. That's profound. Normally, I'm the uh, philosophical one. That's me, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, okay, so now we're like totally switching hats. So I'm just gonna go practical. Um, here, <laughs> here in Midland, Odessa, people because we live in a bubble, people can afford experience. So that's kind of what they demand. Sure. Um. Yeah, so so man, great answer guys. And and great exposition. That's Thanks, awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And, and it's it's cool because like Luke said, a lot of this is stuff that I mean, I think naturally you should want to operate in this way as a as a believer. Um it, it you should naturally want to have those good relationships. And so we are already trying to I do agree. that, but I feel like this has kind of given us the the tools and lingo to know what we are actually yeah. doing so we can hone it even better. Cause really the cool thing about our business is we become, it, there's a weird closeness. Uh, even though you got a camera between you and whatever person, yeah. what you're capturing a lot of the time is kind of intimate. And yeah. so, yeah. I mean, there's lots of people that this past even six months, whatever, that we're like, family yeah. with some of these people that we do business with where i mean yeah. right there in my backyard we're in your backyard our kids are playing volleyball yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's totally i love it totally i love it and relationships yeah. are what drive that and make yeah. it work man that's awesome that is that's a, that's a wrap that's the whole point <laughs> of why we had this back okay well, okay well i have another question for you yeah um what episode was the most helpful to you guys and why? It's not necessarily which episode, but which. Well, uh, I'm interested. We, what episode well, sticks out in the, the back of your mind? matter, because they may not remember every episode in sequence. Yeah, you don't order. have to say one, two, three, four, five, or six. Sure, Just yeah. what subject matter? Yeah, no, perfect. What subject yeah. matter stuck out the most in your mind? And I know I'm putting you on the spot right now. No, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, part of it is, you know, filming so much in such a small amount of right. time. Yeah, it all blurs together. Yeah, and Guys, so, it was 17 hours worth of material right. that if you oh, add it all two together. Two months total? Yeah, we did it in two months. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, but but at the same time, I, I, I appreciate that clarification because it is easier to think about the The subject chapters. matter versus yeah. the actual yeah. Yeah. episode. I don't even remember what we talked about on every right. episode, but I remember I all the either. topics. Right. I have the outline on my phone if uh, you guys want <laughs> yeah. me to give you I mean, a little I, refresher. I got one if you want to <laughs> yeah, think yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so sure. one thing that's kind of stuck out to us, and we've had several conversations on this, and it's really, it's been an interesting tightrope to walk so far. Um, is and, and I don't even remember if it was a main point, but uh, it was this idea on make sure your customer base reflects like what you want to be as a company as well. Right. And, oh, and yeah. that's pretty when, when y'all said yeah, that, that, I feel like Luke and I woven into every episode. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I pushed that. I mean, heavily. I remember that point. Yeah. Like Luke and I, when y'all first said it, like almost looked at each other like, huh? And because I mean, our business too, like. 
It's not we do business with one type of person. Everyone does film in some sort or media in Button. some sort and fashion. And so, like, it, it's going, man, all right, is there anyone that we do business with that we don't, like, want people knowing we do business with? <laughs> or, or, like, you know, bearing our name that's or a great anything question. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we're, yeah. we're a megaphone. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, and so who, oh, that's, yeah. what, what message are we amplifying? Yeah. Right? Interesting. Yep. And, and Interesting so even, it would be that introspective with the material. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, cool. we're, we're cool. now getting into political season, right? And people are yeah. wanting ads and stuff. And we had to sit down and go, do we even want to touch that? Because right. both of us hate politics on both sides I, most of the time. On that. And so it's like, well, gosh. And, and you know, we, we joke around using the... The, the good news is you're in West Texas. Yeah, it's conservative it's or more conservative. True. This person isn't as conservative as right. I yeah. am. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like going, <laughs> man, like, what? at what point do we say no? Like, if someone sure. is like, hey, we'll pay you a hundred grand for this easy thing. It's like, but... Interesting. I don't like you. Like you're a terrible I, I, person. I don't believe in what bad you have to say. And yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. want to give you that platform. And so okay. it, it's a it's an interesting ongoing. Now that's become a central thing too. On, How many political solicitations have you guys got? Not a bunch. Um, okay. it, we it, just started. We just started. And and really, it, that's what brought up the conversation. They're kind of late yeah. to the game because elections are like. And, in two, a, weeks. Yeah, in a few weeks. We, we, and, and to be honest, we didn't seek after Two it. weeks of the filming of this. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, it's not something we necessarily sought after because it was such a complicated thing. Um, and look, the, the one candidate that we ended up working with, we, we got to talk to, we got to mm -hmm. meet, and it, and it became a, I am totally fine supporting this individual. Right. right. And, Interesting. Yeah. And, and that... Luckily, you know, again, we feel really fortunate that that was our first experience yeah. because Interesting. It, it could have gone a different way, right? Well, and I it could have been much more I'm not going to ask you specifically who it is. No, I'm sure. just interested. Is it on the local level or the state level? Local, local. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. and, and okay. it's cool because... So we're talking like city council, mayor type of a deal. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. it, it we, we might not have gone... Hey, we need to maybe talk to them before we say yes. Yeah. But that was like a hold on. We need to be careful on this. So let's like reach out and find out who this person is before we do it, and uh, not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. right. Not go. No, we don't do political. Right. Right. Yeah. Because okay. it, that would have been a disservice to someone that Absolutely. we do want to support and be a megaphone for. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, and the cool thing is, and we don't really. Again, this is just coming from someone working on a campaign, but told us like. Uh, well, we did a set of ads, and then two weeks later, a week later, they're like, hey, we want more. It's doing awesome. Like, way better than we thought. We got so these we need uh, more. little uh, moths. Uh, oh, is that grasshoppers? Yeah, the grasshoppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they wanted more, so we're like, okay, we'll make it happen. Quick turnaround. Uh, and, and at that, they're like, hey, there are people nationally talking about where did you get this commercial? And so we were like, oh. <laughs> we okay. don't want to be in the political space. Yeah, like, oh gosh. So we're going to have to have this conversation even further. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, yeah. Yeah. once again, weigh it to your personal Absolutely. values and say, is this is this the reflection Absolutely. that I want presented yeah. of me? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, and yeah. We, I, I think it's fair to say, like, Adam and I are very, um, like, open minded when it comes to people and when mm -hmm. it comes to, like, 
it literally does not matter what party you are representing. It matters yeah. way more who you are and what you as an individual are representing. Yeah, yeah how you represent yourself. Exactly. And your yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And and so... Wow, guys. Because we won't agree with everything. Yeah. Not everyone. I had no, no idea that you guys were going through this journey while we were filming the podcast. That's interesting. This, is, yeah. this is interesting. But again, yeah. it gave us That's a lot of vocabulary cool. and, and uh, almost like a ruler to judge things by and judge decisions by that would have been very ambiguous conversations otherwise, right? Like, yeah. if we didn't have just, okay, we want our clients to represent us, right? Um, just having that really simple statement yeah, like, because just simplifies everything down to where we can have the conversation that really matters and not have to, like, go way around to find our way to the answer. Well, I don't know business if that makes for sense. so long has so been... So, like, a we, North Star. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 I mean, I think that's really valid. Business for so long, I've seen so many businesses that, that represent their clients, not the other way around. Yeah. And uh, as we move into this new age of small business, I mean, there's been tons of small businesses that have started up since COVID, and they're very personal. They're very much a representation of the individual versus just a smart capital investment which is what business has been traditionally in the past where, oh, there's profits to be had, I'll do this. Um, To where people are really personal and passionate, like you guys Mm -hmm. talked about earlier today, where y'all are both very passionate about about video and media in general. And and so it makes a lot of sense for y'all to do this. And so you pour your entire self into it because even when you weren't getting paid big bucks, you're still doing it. I right. mean, it's one of those things that I do for free. Right. Um, yeah. No doubt. And, and, sure. and I sure. think a lot of small business owners are in that same boat and, and have that same struggle of like, who who do I do business with and who do I not? Right. And it, just as you guys are even sitting there bringing it up, I never really, I'm not going to say I didn't put value on it um, because I absolutely do. I op- I've operated that way for a long time. Uh, but it, it blew it up in my mind even just now. And it really made me think about how we view different businesses and it's yeah. not the businesses that we view that way it's because of who their clients are mm-hmm. yeah. drug dealers sure. might have an entirely different public view if they had a different client base yeah i mean realistic i know that's extreme sure. interesting it's extreme well, it's but, interesting you would yeah. go to that extreme no, to yeah. articulate your point but, yeah 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 but but if you think about it i mean who do drug dealers serve they serve drug addicts um okay i mean in another context that's adopted Right. <laughs> yeah. Depends what drug we're talking hey, about here. You don't want to yeah. go political. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's, that's, super, that's super extreme. That's a fact. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that's how I think mm-hmm, that a lot of lawyers got bad raps yeah. is because of sure. who they chose to represent. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. And then others sure. who were like heroes because of who yeah, they, they choose, choose to represent. represent. Right. Yeah. And, and so you end up in a lot of these different situations where you have this paradox based off of representation of the client, not the business. Yeah. 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 Interesting, man. Well, yeah. a lot of people just think all money's good money. Right? It is it, not. It, it, I promise. Yeah. Been it is there, not. done that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care how big the number is, it can still be bad. Mm. So in discussing the primary operating principle, something we discussed during one of the episodes brought you guys to the point of if we're going to have, if business is an extension of our life, we want to choose who we bring into our sphere of influence, who we want to have relationship with. Absolutely. That's interesting. Wow, man. That's cool. Yeah, because I I think what what we primarily do um, is we... Like I said, we're we're a megaphone, um, 
Yeah. Almost all of our projects is is we're providing a megaphone for someone. Yeah. Right. And so the question is just who is that and what are they what are they saying? Yeah. And, and what are we amplifying? Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of cool because yeah. I believe that a business is a platform of influence anyway. Sure. Every business Absolutely. is yours. Literally, is based off of the platform right. of influence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, yeah, more yeah, literal, yeah, yeah. but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to imagine. I mean, yeah, I'm. I am selective on who I do business with as far as my clients from a financial planning perspective. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm yeah. selective within my own confines. Like I have my business structured in such a way that it's auto-selective. I don't right. have to pick my clients. My clients will pick themselves. Well, there's yeah. people that'll love the way that I do business mm -hmm. and there's people that won't. That doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. I'm just, I'm not a good match for them. I'm yeah. not gonna lie guys, uh, to, take, to, to, to put an exclamation mark on that point, my process actually really does select who my clients yeah. are. And my, I, I don't actually make that decision. And, and mine does yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't have to make that. I don't have That's to turn true. people away. My process will naturally uh, accept or reject them within my clients' minds, not my own. And if they're brought in, then I'm already good with them because they're okay with my process. They like and appreciate the process and the work that I put into my process. And the people that want to do business differently don't fit with me, but there's a business out there that does fit with them. Yeah. And it's like, cool, we're, we're just not matched for each other. It doesn't mean I'm wrong or you're wrong or good or bad. It, it's 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 not that complicated. Right. It, it's as simple as yeah. we're not a good fit. Go find yeah. somebody else. It's not any different than the dating game. Right. It, because... Like we said, it, it comes back to the relationship, and yeah. not all relationships are meant to be sure. together. I mean, yeah, right. sure. I think that you guys have found a little bit of that, and you guys will continue to develop that because at least you're looking for it. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. it's something that you can recognize right. now and call yeah. it out so when you I see it. So did I hear you guys correctly by saying that you're really actually starting to zero in on that since we've had this podcast? Yeah, I, and, and at the very least, I think, to talk about it in a totally different way. Um, like That's that just giving a you different vocabulary. level of awareness. Yeah, right. sure. I, I think yeah. we would have been more apt to, uh, you know, the, the political ads, an easy, yeah. easy thing to talk yeah. about. That's one example, but um, I, I think we would have been more likely just to go, you know what, this is complicated, no political ads. Yeah. You know, because yeah. luckily right easy, now, yeah. as a business, we... We can do that, um, right. but yeah. at the same time, it's a more nuanced, complicated answer, and it's worth entering into the complication um, because of the value we can provide someone mm -hmm. and the value that they can provide back to us. You know those relationships because I think any time that you know our TV show project, Keeping Good Company, is a good uh, example where. Mm -hmm. By partnering with that team, like we've gotten so close to new people yeah. that I think has enriched oh, yeah. our lives, like Absolutely. in a really positive wow, way awesome. that we wouldn't have had otherwise, right? And so by and that goes back to that relationship, exactly assets, revenue, exactly. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. we weren't so, um, if we weren't so focused on the relationships, then we might end up pairing up with people that we don't want to be like. You know, and then we don't want part of our lives, and we're like almost opening the door to negative things coming in, right? Interesting. Yeah, and where, where you start giving your joy away a chunk at a time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it totally, yeah. 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 It totally and insecurity causes that. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, yeah. and I just realized, I mean, again, with us getting to a point where we are busy wise, like we were like, man, we need some help again. 
And so we met with a young That's oh, man. Awesome. I'm getting old. I just said young man. Are you guys uh, going to make him with a young man? Another owner. So is this going to be like a one fourth, one fourth, one fourth, one fourth? Now or are you probably guys, not? Probably not. Okay, okay, probably okay, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, we 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 met with a guy and, and we were like, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of throw some work that way and see how this kind of works out. That's uh, awesome, really, guys. But it's the good. first thing we said yeah. as soon as we left, it wasn't like like it, it wasn't us talking about how good he is on his stuff. It was. Like, I think this guy, like, fits and jives with, like, what we care about. And he seems like he's a good guy. He's a, a, a cultural you know, hire yeah, versus a skill set hire. He cares yeah. about the values we care about. And Ooh, then, cultural. Hang and on then to it's that. fun to, that. Cultural. can yeah, he yeah, actually yeah. do the job? Good. And so, again, it's, you know, fostering. Hopefully, we can foster that as our company grows so that I think I think it's stay. necessary. It's so much easier to hire culture than it is to create it after the fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and let me okay. say this because, and, and this is a good distinction that I think is, excited. is part of the influence of these ideas is that we walked away from that conversation not talking about is it good enough mm. um, as, as an editor, as a you know videographer, whatever. The conversation was um, is the, is he a good enough individual? Yeah. Right. I'll like, is it. this the type of person we want on our team? Because if that's the point, yeah, <laughs> it changes the question. Looking at his portfolio, of mm -hmm. okay, um, are we going to hire him or not based on how good these videos are? The question becomes, how much are we going to need to really teach him so that he gets up to yeah. the technical level we need? Because if he's a good enough person, we almost don't care. Yeah, like we can teach I, a lot of I, He can learn yeah, it and I we can teach it. That That's yeah. the way I've yep. blown my staff out. I, yeah. I talk Definitely. to people every, I was thinking about that. I talk to people every week because yep. I tripled my staff in two months in a business that is 45% understaffed. Hmm. Wow. Um, and everybody's like, where are you finding them? I was yeah. like, I'm not hiring the same guys you're hiring. Right. Yeah. Because every one of those guys hires off of skill level yep. versus culture. And I hire guys that are motivated, that are coachable, that are excited, that are looking for a future, that want to engage in a relationship and, and actually appreciate what I have to offer as an owner, as a boss, as, as, uh, as me. Yeah. Because I pour myself into my Heck, business, yeah. just like you guys yeah. do. Yeah. And like, are they going to be in a position that they can receive that right now in their life? Because I've had guys that I didn't hire that checked every other box I just listed, but the last one they're not ready for yet. And those are guys that I'm like, I sit down and have that conversation. I call them back a week later and say, man, I'm not going to hire you because I don't think you're ready for this yet. Not from a technical standpoint, hmm. but because you're not ready to receive what I have to offer I really hope you call me back in a year or two as you've matured and found mm. yourself and, and kind of found your lane. And and if your lane aligns with my lane, then I really hope you come back because yeah. I think that you'll be a great fit, but you're not ready to receive what I have to offer yet. Yeah. Man, your guys' takeaway from our conversations is super encouraging. But hold the phone, hold the phone, because where we're going in this conversation, <laughs> This is a perfect teaser to season two. Absolutely. First of all, thanks to your guys' partnership, there will be a season two. <laughs> yes. yes. And uh, the natural progression to what we just unpacked in season one is definitely culture. So season two will be about 
culture for all yep. the reasons that we just discussed. Right. Mm -hmm. That's priority sure. one, right? For That's sure. Those relationships. Okay. Um, I still have some more questions for you guys, though. But yeah. oh, but before I go, I want to pass it to you. Do you have a question for them? Yeah. Well, specifically I, about I, season I, I one. I think Adam had a really profound insight that he, he got out of season one, and I know Luke was over there thinking about mm, his yeah. profound insight. So yeah. I want to see what, what Luke's big takeaway is. I love Adam's. I thought it was great, and I could see yeah. that really resonated with both of you, and that's yeah, really encouraging. And that I think it's really awesome. Yeah. Um, so, what what was your big takeaway? You know, I I actually um, and and I I think it's something I'm still stewing on. Right? Sure. It's, it's less of a, it's a conclusion than a good question. Yeah. Um, I was I think it's pretty easy to sell me on the idea that relationships are number one, and and then my mm -hmm. brain naturally started going to two and three. Um, assets cool. and revenue, which is more practical kind of thing, right? That's, but, that's the business side of it. Yeah, your your yeah. P&L and your balance sheet. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so I think there was a lot. Um, I think I broke that down on season four. So season four was episode really so four. Four. So four. Or episode yeah. four, sorry, Beth. No, that's yeah. right. This drink's getting good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you all know how I get buzzed on that second drink. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So like, uh, I think episode four is where I was breaking that down. Right, right. Yeah, 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 and and it just uh, it was interesting to me because again, I I love the idea. Um, I mean, people should always be more important than stuff, and people should always be more important than money. Like it does not take much to convince me of that. I'm there, yeah, right? Perfect. And, um, yeah. And then assets versus revenue was was almost a more like uh, complicated kind of thing to walk. Interesting. Why? I I, I think it's more like. Um, I guess the questions I ask are, um, without the revenue, how valuable are your assets, right? Like, if your assets aren't what's providing the revenue, then what good are they? That's, okay. yeah, I, I think I can follow that. Just really that internal the, relationship of how yeah. all the gears in your wheel work together. Exactly. Well, like it's you almost like you need the assets to accommodate the, the relationship and the revenue will follow, right? right? Right, okay. right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and maybe that's the key is, is kind of tying assets to the relationship and that's where the revenue comes from, right? Mm -hmm. Which makes perfect sense. Right. Um, and, and again, we're in a, a building phase of our business and, and again, assets are a big deal in our right. industry, much like y'all's. And so um, it, it just had me asking a lot of questions about um, how we invest our money in uh, the tools of our trade um, and how to prioritize that and how big a risks to take in that area, you know, to buy the tool that maybe you're having to stretch to get that you know is going to like fit the bill for this client. Um, but at the same time, that client might walk. Right. Well, um, and and I have another client that this benefits as yeah. well, right. and, and so it's like is is I, I end up in that like you said, your yours is yeah. not that different than mine. So like yeah. I've got yeah. a few vehicles that I can't fix because I don't have the tools, and right. I might only ever see that car again once or twice, sure. and the cost of the tool doesn't justify the um, fitting fixing that one or right. two cars yeah. in the next decade. Yeah. And so it's like, man, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Right. And uh, I think this person's a better fit because they've got what you need, and I right. just can't facilitate it, and it doesn't fit my business model to facilitate right. it. Right, and, and ours might be more like, you know, a, a socket wrench versus like a pneumatic tool. Right. Um, where yeah. it's kind of like the, the, the customer on the back end, it's all the same, right? Yeah. It's like you get your tire put on, right? 
Yeah. And and really what changes is how efficient were you able to do it? Yeah. How quickly were you able to do it? How much time did you have to invest in order to pull it off? All those kind of questions. I would say we're at the level where those those are more the questions we're trying to, to weigh rather than what does the end product look like for the client. We're pretty confident we can make we can provide what the client wants. Yeah, you can fulfill yeah, yeah, exactly. with what you got, but how can we make it more cost effective? Exactly. How can yeah. the quality is going to be there regardless, but how can we reduce our, our cost of production? Right, yeah. and and how do you find out where that where yeah. that turnover point is? Right, like at you, what point you do is, a cost analysis? We don't need a well, thirty-five thousand dollars to camera, an extent. Right, yeah. it's a little yeah. bit more difficult to answer than that. It, but well, it, well, I mean. I, I still do cost get, analysis to I an extent. Get, I I get where the internal struggle sure. is. Sure. I totally understand what you're what you're saying. Well and, and for, for for you guys, for me, what it translates to isn't so much in the accumulation of a tool to accomplish a task. For me, it's all about time. Yeah. Because that's how I make my money. Right. And and um so I actually since we started filming this this uh, this season, I don't have one junior partner. Now I have two, and and instilling into both of them, um, which to their credit, they have totally embraced and they have totally gravitated to, and that is um, taking the time and investing in people's problems pro bono. These people don't pay us. I can't tell you how many relationships on the front end of my business that I poured into that didn't pay me anything, right. but they were worth it just simply because of the learning experience. Right. Yeah. Um, hmm. And then, so like when you made that statement, um, when uh, you made that statement that you're gonna invest in a tool, then for this specific client task or activity, and they may walk, right. that's exactly where my mind went to. Right. Like, like, like nothing may ever come from this relationship, but what right. have I learned now on this person that has assets that are, maybe I've got an account that's $5,000 yeah. or $50,000. Right. But what I learned on this one, I now can take these principles, even if I fail, Right. I can take what I learned and apply it more efficiently at the five hundred thousand right. or the five million dollar client. Right, right. because yeah. the fundamentals yeah. improve, and I mean that's that's something I hear a lot of like pro pro level coaches talk about is what makes a pro or pro is that they mastered the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. it, it's not that they're they do all the extra stuff and a basketball player can dribble this much better or, or whatever. It's that their fundamentals are, are mastered beyond everybody else's level, and and that's so so profound that it's not all the, the the glitz and glamour it's it's at the core of what they do they do it the best and, yeah. and 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 this cannot be overstated yes i paid a cost at the front end but you can see that i attained something right. i i i was serving my self-interest but that client's self-interest was served at the same time I went deeper in that relationship than any financial advisor would ever would have went. Are you kidding me? That's a $5,000 account. Why the heck are you spending that much time? That's a waste of time. Yep. Right? So he got an experience that was amazing, even if it didn't work out. And even if I failed, I was able <laughs> to show, hey, this is what you don't do and why. You right. know? Right, right, right. Like, like, I was able to go deeper there. So Right. Well, and you're running yeah. a risk by that, right? Because like, yeah. if every one of your clients was that, you, you might, might go, go out of business. business. Right. Absolutely. Right. And and 
I, and maybe that's like what I like about this kind of primary operating principle is if I'm going to go out of business, because yeah, like, I might go style. out of business anyway, right? I might as well go out with my values intact. Yes, um, absolutely. Right? Looking myself in the mirror as a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. man, I don't care. Like, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. I did it. You know the what's the Sinatra? Like I did it my way. I did right. it my way, bro. Right. And that's yeah. it. I wouldn't have done yeah, it. And it either worked or it didn't. Right. And I yeah. feel good about it. I lived and died by my own will, right. my own way, my own values. Yeah. And either the world was ready for it or it wasn't. Yeah. Sure. And uh, and of course yeah. in all of our situations the world's ready for it. But isn't it amazing how you succeed <laughs> wildly? Like yeah. like you throw yourself out there exact and the person can be uh, listening to what we're saying and they can be totally scared by what they just heard. Like, I can't believe you would do that if there's a risk of failure. But did you just hear what we have here? We have tremendous success. Right. Yep. Yeah. By not worrying about those things that are going to serve us in the temporary, by by delaying gratification and sacrificing and giving to the other party, right. the other side of the table on the front end, we're actually served better on the back end, right? right? By yeah. focusing but on relationships. Some, something I'm going to throw into that piece of the conversation that I think is valuable for anybody watching is we're not willy-nilly going out and risking our businesses or our necks on this No, stuff. these are strategic yeah. risks. The, the risk yeah, is calculated. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Calculated, and, yep. And, and I think that's a valuable insight. Um, the question I have for you, Luke, um, on specifically about where your struggle is and how yep. do I invest my business? How do I grow it from this angle to contribute this? Yep. And uh, something you didn't necessarily touch on, but I know that I struggle with early on in business is, is how much is the image of what you have important versus the actual value of the item? And how does that get in the way of your decision-making oh, process? Because yeah. sometimes, and when I first started, I wanted big fancy stuff because yep. it made me look legitimate. Fair. But it yeah. didn't make me actually any better. Yeah. And honestly, looking back, I realized there was no value in that image because most people really didn't care. Right. They want to know whether I could get it done or not. Right. Yeah. But I had that personal internal struggle starting yeah. out is like, what are people going to think of what I have? Right. Yeah. No, and, and that's a really good question and, and a big uh, topic in our field. Yeah, absolutely. Because cameras have come to a, a, a place where, like, you can show up with what looks like a point and shoot. And, and you can have two cameras side by side that to the common person look identical and there's a $10,000 difference yep. in these two things. These three cameras to me look identical, just so yeah. you know. What's funny, well, what's interesting is... <laughs> Chris is way more versed in this than I am, but these three cameras look exactly like so. Which one's the most expensive? So if you were to zoom in, these are twice the size, twice okay. the, the size of the screen here. And... and um, a third of the price of that little tiny one. Right there. Really? Yeah. And and it's it's things you can't see on the outside. Right. right. It's interesting. It's worth that. Yeah. And those are worth what they're worth. And, yeah. and that's interesting. And, but interesting. at the same time, um, I totally have had clients that I walk in with something like that that I've invested heavily in. Yeah. And and they look at me like, Who's this guy? Like, I thought I hired a real deal. I'm paying a real deal of money. Right. And and luckily we've been fortunate enough that when we provide the final product, that conversation's over. Right. Um yeah, and, and, exactly. and as long as we can keep doing that, I'm okay with it. But um yeah. what's funny is we sometimes will go, Hey, do we need this piece of equipment today? And we go, 
No, no not really. Like, it doesn't hurt us, but we don't need to use it. <laughs> and then the question goes, well, like, will it help us in any way? And sometimes client optics is a real thing. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, if we put this on here, it looks like we really know what we're doing. Yeah. And we do know what we're doing. Yeah. And so if this helps reflect us in a, in a more realistic light, like we do know what we're doing, and this helps us say that without having to say it or prove it on the back end, um, then we might throw it on the camera, you know? Um, oh, interesting. And, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, in, in one sense, it, it can easily kind of feel dishonest, but at the other, it's like we really want to we want our clients to feel confident in us yeah and, and it helps the final product if they are confident in us yeah. right and, and that was harder early on when we didn't have a lot to show yeah um and you know like the ballet thing we had nothing you know and, and so <laughs> like the the cooler our rigs looked the better we were you know it's, it's one of those things where it really was like i know we can do this but I want them to feel like yeah, they need this. it. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. customer confidence is key because people right. don't want to write big checks unless they have that full confidence. I mean, that's that's the most important part of sales is yeah. that they're confident that you can provide the solution that you're looking for. And if you right. can't achieve that level of confidence, the sale doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, okay, so we may have time for one more question. Yeah, because sure. I don't even know where we're at, but we're probably oh, at that two man. hour mark. Yeah. That's a good question. Time always flies by. Normally, we're very in honest. case you were wondering, yeah, what we're normally our... timing it yeah. behind the camera. <laughs> yeah. In case you're wondering what our debriefs look like after each one of those yeah, episodes, this is what it looks this like. This is exactly like it was basically another podcast episode <laughs> right. while we were eating all that delicious food, which is exactly the inspiration of why we wanted to bring you guys this backstage episode so uh before i bring it to the uh the the uh, the uh, uh uh conclusion the climax with teasing season two um probably about one more question and yeah. i think it would behoove us to ask about the we we focus so much on the relationship focus just like yeah, we did i i what thoughts did you guys take away from Man. that you know and and it's tough, tough too because you say that and he goes, oh, that's how I should have answered the other question. But uh, we've talked a lot about automation. Yeah. And, and even in our debriefs, I don't know if you guys, yeah. guys have noticed, oh, we yeah. bring that up a lot. Yeah. Um, it's really hard. Well, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, what I was about to say is it's really hard to automate a lot of what we do. And, and that's not necessarily true. Um, what, what we do has... Yeah, I would actually challenge that. We are, we have automated a lot. Sure. Yeah. 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 And and that's why I kind of pause. And there are certainly things, but the the steps that um, the steps that we need the most help in are the hardest to automate. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Okay. How uh, how so? Yeah. Let's so, understand that. So we we spend the average uh, video mm -hmm. takes about. 30 minutes to an hour to edit one minute of content. Wow. And so, wow. Yeah, and so if you consider. Is that the rule for our podcast, too? No, I mean, podcasts, podcasts are a little bit different. Podcasts yeah, is because yeah. they're a little more long yeah. format. There's not a lot of angle. Right? Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's different. Right. And, and but like the ballet or exactly. the, the TV show, the PBS, right, and all yeah. of that. Wow. Yeah. Documentaries. And, yeah, and, wow. And what's tough is when we're editing, we can't be doing the relationship aspect. Right. Yeah. We can't be interfacing with clients. We, we have to limit our meetings, right? We can't be doing this because we, Adam and I specifically, have to be sitting in front of a computer with our phone off 
zoned in to moving clips around, you know, yeah. and, um, I want you to continue. I just yeah. want to take this opportunity to highlight that you're validating our comment and theory that automation is necessary in order to improve the relationship Absolutely. and that y'all's relationships Absolutely. are hindered by your current unavailability to automate some of those time-consuming processes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, it, and again, it, I, I think there's a lot of correlations to automotive field where um, you can automate a lot of the things, get the best tools, and you still need someone who knows where what to they're put doing. the thing and yeah. how to do it. And yeah, there's so, certain parts you just can't automate. Right, and then you need good people. And, yeah, and I mean, yeah. I think adding to your team is a, yeah. a part of automation. Absolutely. So, like, cool. I want to focus on the relationship yeah, as right. Luke and good Adam. Point. So let me have some, let's find somebody, bring them into the team. Right. And that, that is our automation solution. Yeah. Cause right. like we talked about yeah. automation, isn't, isn't yeah. a push button thing that yeah. it goes and cranks it out. Yeah. It's simply forming a process or a system that allows you to step away from it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys actually considered that? Uh, that's, that's basically where we are right now. That's oh, why wow. we have that okay. conversation okay. with that young man. It's, I mean, it's, it's now, sit down and figure it out all right what are the numbers where we can pay someone else to do this portion and then we can give them direction we can get it back maybe tweak some things give them notes or whatever but they're spending the majority of the time creating our vision right and now we have that time free oh, to wow, go yeah. out and be with clients to go out their and, business is and about do... to take off into the freaking yeah. stratosphere well, yeah. i mean there's times yeah. where we sit and we go gosh yeah we haven't even talked about our business and it's been a week yeah. I'm like, that's, that's not okay as business owners. Like, we should yeah. maybe be talking about our business. And it's because we're in the details. And, and so it'd be like you having your shop and you're always under the hood. And right. never actually yeah. have right. And so right. that, yeah. That's, yeah, that's perfect. That's that, that timeless yeah. adage of you need to be working on the business instead of in the business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and again, that's exciting, guys. It is yeah. exciting. Yeah. And, and yeah. we see it that way. Like, it's easy for us to get frustrated by it. And then we stop and go, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. You guys are playing at a different level now. Yeah, yeah even oh, yeah. if so, it's just here right this now, isn't a job. you're forming this a vision of what it can be. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, and we love it, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm sure you want to get under the hood on occasion where you're like, man, you know what? I'm tired of, like, P&Ls and I'm tired of all these things. <laughs> I'd love to just go wrench on something. And, and occasionally I get Occasionally, there, most man, of the time, he just wants I to be the boss and, and sign deals and make sales. That's what that's yeah, going I mean, yeah, I've yeah. spent so much time under the hood at this point that, yeah. like, I don't have that same passion for the sure. action anymore. And, like, I'm not saying that'll ever die for you guys, but for most oh, yeah. people, it just gets sure. to a point where it's not as fun. You'll have new passions right. that develop because... You get opportunities for new experiences, and you're yeah. like, I like this experience right. better than what I've been doing. Yeah. I want to do a lot more of this. And then your problem is presented for the first time. Now I need to focus a lot of effort and time into right. developing this solution so I can go achieve this goal and then yeah. line those steps out and go and tackle it. Right. And what you actually yes. want is to go and, and not wrench on anything you know, at work and really run a successful business and then go home to your personal you know, 65 Mustang and that's what you're wrenching on. Hey, yeah. fun, you're, right? you're exactly right, yeah. man. Whenever yeah. I, whenever and we I, have those dreams. We, yeah, we whenever I get a house and I have oh, a, Tell us about those dreams. I have okay, a big yeah, yeah. shop, like that's exactly what I want. I want a shop with a lift and all my tools moved into my personal yeah. shop so that way I can have a project that whenever I get that, that itch, I can go scratch it in yeah, my own time absolutely. on something that's for me that I'm passionate yep. about 
and, and start working on my dream instead of somebody else's dream. Okay, so I get what you just said there. All right, yeah. so make that connection and bring us home. So as you automate and bring this guy in, potentially, how does that change the dynamic of the relationship with your craft as owners? Yeah, so, you know, when it comes to, to video, film, storytelling, Mm -hmm. that, you know, it, it is very much a passion that we have luckily been able to turn into a business, right? And so, our, and, and from the get-go, what we said was we would love to be able to offer people a service that provides them what they, what they need and what helps them out. And then we also have our own stories to tell. You know, we have our own versions of, of this podcast. And, and, it's, and it's not for a profit, it, it's all, like Adam has hundreds of scripts, and every one of them that I've read are incredible, and I want to make them, and, and not, not with any like end goal in mind except to bring something out of his brain and out of my brain and, and make it offer it, it to the it, world. Yeah, yeah exactly, and, and if it makes some money, then that's cool, and who cares, you know? Yeah. Well, like we said earlier, we're making people's passion projects, and that's awesome but at the same time you have your own goal, passion we projects. want to also make our passion project yeah, yeah. And so and bring along everybody for the ride absolutely like, yeah man and, and when we think about adding to our team it's not just so that they can do the work while we're having fun it's because we want more people to be able to dream and put together things and and build something with yeah you know? and it's it's a it's a construction crew that maybe we all build a house together and then we can go do something else you know together right. and and that's really kind of building a building a community you know around the business yeah that's kind of what i, I think we really yeah. um, are passionate about doing and telling those stories that, that we want to tell that's um, super awesome and, and it's fun helping other people tell their stories too you know yeah. i don't, I don't yeah. want to like diminish that at no. all um and we happen to have our own stories and the ability to tell those too. And so yeah. we want to do that too. You know, we want it all. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I yeah. mean, I, I love helping make people's days better by yeah. fixing their cars because oh, that's yeah. a miserable circumstance when you're broke down. I mean, I know you're a client of mine. You've become a client that's of right. mine. And, and like, that's really fulfilling to know that, like, I've made a difference in your day-to-day -day lives. Yeah. Like, you're a client of mine. You're not. We need to fix that. That's really fulfilling, but, I mean, there's there's cars that I, I want my collection that, that, yeah. that, like, I want to build for myself. Right. Yeah, yeah. Guys, that's a perfect place to end at. Luke, Adam. Film Hunter Media. Um, if anyone listening to this podcast wants to get a hold of you and see what you're doing, throw out your social media, throw out your website. Uh, yeah, where can they find you? Yeah, so filmhuntermedia.com. That's kind of our website. And that, that has kind of all the links for the, the social media and things. And, um, and so that's kind of the easiest way to, to kind of get in touch with us and yeah. see what we're up to. So I guess we can end off by teasing season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds good. Let us know. Yeah, so season two, we are taking don't, it out of. Don't give too much detail, man. Well, we are taking it out of the backyard. Yes, we're no longer in your backyard. It's it's been fun, but it's we need to change awesome. the venue. It has been yeah. fun, but we're gonna clean this thing up. This is a business podcast. We're gonna make it a little bit professional, and we are moving the filming venue to the executive lounge. All right. 100% for yeah. sure we're gonna do that, just so people know the executive lounge is something that was just created. So, um, 
It's been under construction for how long? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so hard Just to find good help in this town. <laughs> it really is. But it is so, yes, done. I have, I have been supervising this project. Um, I don't know, just Talk about okay to tell project, people, right? like, yeah. like, this is my lounge. Like, yeah. Can I tell people that? Okay, this is my lounge. Yeah, this is Jason's executive lounge. <laughs> this is the executive lounge. Um, it's, it's where I meet clients. It's kind of a cool little conference room slash, uh, slash, uh, Podcast coffee venue, shop. coffee shop. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be super cool. I'm excited to bring us there. Uh, season two is going to add a completely different dynamic. That's actually what I want to talk about more sure. than the venue. Yeah. Well, I wanted is the to talk dynamic. about the venue, but yeah, the dynamic's going to be different as well. Is there anything else you want to talk about the venue before we switch to the... No, man, I just want to say we're not going to be on the back porch. We're going to be Put in the executive lounge. Cool. It was cool. I thought it was, it was great cool. for season one. I think that it really is a good representation of who we are and what we're trying to yeah. accomplish and that it's just, it's real. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's well, well, we're leveling up, baby. That's what we're about. We're yes. leveling up. Yeah. <laughs> growth is growth, man. Yep. Executive we, we off the back porch. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, um, we're going to do it at the Executive Lounge, and uh, man, the format of it is going to change. I really think we're going to go back, and, and, and again, don't hold us to this. This is really just, we're talking to you guys in real time about ideas that are on our minds, and where we feel like where we're at with with, with how, I mean, really from a place of our heart, but it doesn't mean it's actually going to materialize this way, right? So, um, but I really think we'll have other seasons where we go to a, a back porch, whether it's a party at the patio or it's just a straight, intimate back porch conversation between you and me. Because I think these are great um, backstage. Like, I wouldn't want to do a backstage at the executive lounge. You know, I want to do a backstage here. Yeah, I love well, the, the fact, fact that they're seeing our kids play right yeah. now. Uh, it's an excuse for us to, 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 to hey, take... Hey, Matthew, don't be over there by the cameras. Yeah, you'll knock that camera over. Y'all go back out there. <laughs> I'm so on that. Yeah, it's a great, it's there, a great detour for us out, out of our busy lives to be able to come together. We haven't seen our wives for the last two and a half hours. They're socializing there in the dining room, right? Like, like, like... And then on top of that, it's an opportunity for us to bring our kids into this thing that we love so much. So, yeah, like we'll have back porch will always be special. Right. Executive lounge, though, I really want to target something with this conversation. This venue deserves a conversation on culture. So we're going to tease the title for season two, and that is going to be uh, uh, culture, conversation and coffee. And, well, let's change it. Let's do coffee. <laughs> let's do coffee, culture, and conversation. We need you go back on this episode. Hold me to this when you okay. got to do it. Yeah. Right. We, right. we just solidified. Okay, it. good, good. Because I knew I had it right in my hand, but I've had a couple drinks. But it's culture. Coffee, culture, conversation. Coffee, culture, and conversation. Yeah, and and it's going to be great. Um, I teased in the first episode of season one, and it was a. And it was a risk for me to say this, but I. But if you guys go back on episode one, I teased the fact I was working with a senior financial advisor in creating an alliance. Uh, we're actually going to merge companies, and we don't know the extent of what that looks like. But we're more on board now I, uh, than what we were when we started. When we started, we were just feeling each other out. 
now we're actually merging. And this will be a timely conversation as we start season two. He and I are, are and this is going to be really complicated, but we're actually going to be building this out. And for the first time ever, it's going to exceed just being one financial advisor's business and another financial advisor's business. This is going to be an uh, alliance that we're going to bring junior partners into that we're going to mentor. We're going to build out an office staff. So culture for us is timely. And, and, and uh, I really want to take season two. And really, to be honest, guys, what I want to do is not turn this into a reality TV show as much as I kind of just want to do what this show is called, Mastermind. Uh, what a better way to take season two and mastermind this great endeavor that we're actually going into. And we're going to build culture from the ground up. And I want to take our audience on that ride. And, and, and so that entire season's conversation will be uh, an exercise in us building out this thing that we're building in real time. And are, are we going to be bringing some guests on to season two? Well, that's the plan, right? Yeah, so we're going to have some additional guests. We're going to grow this thing. We, we talk about growth a lot, growing our businesses, growing our personal lives, growing our experience. And so uh, in natural fashion, we're going to grow our podcast. And we are so big on relationships that that means that we need to bring other people in. So we're going to have guest speakers come into the next season we're gonna have some other people brought in that are gonna help flush this out yeah definitely definitely so we can go on this yeah and and uh i kind of want you to take lead on on this man so like we'll uh we'll we'll i don't know like not the apprentice because like no one's getting fired but but kind of like the, yeah kind of like Kind of like now a, a now like, a now a again. <laughs> I, I say this on a backstage episode. Um, my uh, my future partner doesn't know about this. I haven't pitched this to him yet. He hasn't said yes. Hopefully, you have before this episode comes yeah. out. <laughs> or you're editing yeah, this now. I don't ever see it anyway. Yeah. If you're watching this right now, he said yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Fair. Or yeah, we're not valuing relationships. Yeah. <laughs> but man, if he, he must have went to Jared's. Yeah. <laughs> if he and I can sit down. Really, what I want to say, he and I are, are, are sitting down and, and we're kind of pitching what we're looking to accomplish. And, dude, I really want you and we're entertaining. This is all we're going to say. We're teasing the idea of entertaining, bringing someone else on. Yep. Yep. And I want you two to take the lead on curating us through this experience. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have two people from the financial service sector that's looking to embark on this endeavor and then you have people from other fields that are speaking into ours yep. helping design culture yeah and the challenge is going to be for you my friend if you choose to accept right um if not this message will self-destruct in five seconds right uh, but 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 what 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 the challenge is for you and our potentially our other guest host is going to be how can you guys successfully lead us through doing what we want to do? Right. Does that sound exciting? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I love that. Like, coaching has always been a passion of mine, especially business coaching. I love helping people grow their business. And, like, 
I'm in a sector, but like I've got a lot of different experience. I've been running other people's businesses in my own for a decade. Um, so I've seen a lot of different things. I've got a very unique background um, and a lot of insight. And so it's a passion of mine to help other people grow and succeed. And I've got a lot of insight that I think is going to benefit you and your endeavor. And uh, I, I'm just happy and blessed to be a part of it. So we're going to have like four people on the couch for sure. Uh, me, hopefully my friend, <laughs> and then Chris and hopefully our uh, co-host. But we could have up to five to six people during these conversations. Yeah, and, I, and I've met with several business owners in, in recent weeks that I've connected with that are in completely different sectors than anything we've talked about in different industries that are super excited to come on and be a part of the conversation. So I'm just excited to see how you guys are going to break down the different components of culture and who you're going to bring in on the couch to break down and talk about each one of these topics. It's Absolutely. It's going to be exciting. And we're going to truly do what this podcast is named. It's Midland coming together to mastermind, baby. Yeah, absolutely. So, Just business owners coming together to get better together. Yeah. Next year's finale, you're going to have a whole circle here. Yeah. Oh, I know. We're, we're going to have to get an event I'm going to have to buy some more laundry right here. We're going to have to start talking about our assets. <laughs> like, so, uh, who all here likes real estate? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're looking forward. Thanks for including us on this, man. Yeah, it's fun. Man, thank you. It's really it's awkward being on this side of the camera, but it's exciting and fun. So. Yeah, and yeah. man, you get used to it. Like yeah, the first couple episodes, I won't lie, were really kind of awkward, yeah. and I was really self-conscious. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. And now I don't even. It's it's whatever. It's awesome. Good. And, yeah. and, and honestly, it's been a huge confidence booster to walk through that because um, like we we're talking about just how your equipment presents you to your clients. Like we have this image of ourselves, but like I feel like we stick so hard to that that like sometimes it's fake because you, you resist the natural urge because it doesn't fit into your natural image of yourself. And I feel like that being on camera has helped me express myself more fully off the camera because I've gotten that confidence that's like, you know what, if I can put it on camera and share it with the world, why can't I just do this in the day to day? Yeah. And uh, and for me, it's been a huge confidence booster. That's awesome. Yeah, man. That's cool. That's cool. Well, you guys have helped us make Midland exciting. Mastermind Midland. Um, and and uh, we're, we're going to continue to make Midland an exciting place for entrepreneurs for seasons to come. I think this is a great place for us to wrap up. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, I think us dads should challenge these kids to a game of volleyball <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah. Spike it in their face. <laughs> yeah. with, with that being said, thank you guys so much for being for a part watching. of season one. Exciting wrap up. Thanks. Big shout out to Film Hunter Media. Yes. And uh, God bless, and we'll see you for season two. That's a wrap. All right. And that's a wrap. <laughs> that's it.